You are listening to Sports Roundtable. And hello there. Welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. My name is Bob Branco. Glad to be here with my friends for episode 241. With us today on the panel, I'm delighted to introduce, first of all, Michael Garrett. Hello and welcome from a sweltering Missouri City, Texas. Sweltering. Well, as long as that sweltering doesn't come our way, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Luther King. Good afternoon from a recently hot, but for now cool, but we'll get back hot again before the week is out. Nashville, Tennessee. Supposed to get near 100 on Wednesday. Don Wardlow. Yeah, how you doing from a very nice New Jersey where it's cooler than usual in June. And any day that I don't have to run the air conditioner is a day that I'm happy. Last but not least, Peter Alchul. Greetings from Columbia, Missouri, uh, where like uh, Tennessee, it's supposed to be, it's hot enough today. It's going to be hotter toward the end of the week. So I don't know oh, if you can fry an egg on the sidewalk. Not yet. It's well, maybe work, Michael can right now. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> sure can. Anyway, I would like to say thanks to Raymond Gay, our producer, Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place chat line, our media outlets, and Jacqueline Sylvia, our web designer, for making Sports Roundtable available to the general public. Thank you, everybody, for what you do. I also want to give a shout out to a faithful listener today, and that would be Bob Acosta. Bob, please keep listening and thank you for your input. We encourage input from people. If you want us to say hi to you, just respond to this program. Tell us what you think. And next week, we'll say hi to you. Our email address is bobbranco93 at gmail.com. That's bobbranco93 at gmail.com. Before I forget, I was telling Luther right before we started about a move that the Red Sox made, which only ties into the strange goings-on of Chaim Bloom. He acquired a pitcher on Saturday from the Philadelphia Phillies. A My guy best. with an... I'm sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead, a guy, A guy with an eight-earn run average that the Phillies were about to designate for assignment. His name is James Norwood. The Red Sox paid cash to get this pitcher on Saturday. Today, because we have to cut down the 13 pitchers on Major League Baseball teams, the Red Sox designated James Norwood for assignment before he even threw a pitch. How does that happen? Unless something went on internally that we don't know about. But yes, Lucer, that's what happened. We designated James Norwood, a guy we just acquired 48 hours ago for assignment in order to bring up an extra position player. So with that said, and, I want to discuss know the... Position the you know the position player they brought up? Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs. Yep. One of the guys that power they acquired... Hitter, in the, a power hitter and a base stealer. A 180 batting average. He's got a 180 batting average right now. I'm it, sorry? But he has 11 home runs. 11 home runs and 11 stolen bases. 
<laughs> but you know, Mike, I look at that and I say a 180 batting average. It, you know, he's got 11 home runs, and I'm glad he hit them, but he still has a 180 batting average. So that's a white flag for me. Well, he may be able to add something. I'm sure, and and I'm sure his his defensive skills should add something too, because uh, apparently. Uh, they brought him up as a, as an infielder, shortstop. I guess was his main position. But yes, but I think they need the, the speed too. So maybe his on base uh, skills will will help help the Red Sox. Well, we'll uh, go ahead, Lou. All, all I know is that oh, the um, uh, the Red Sox took two or three from the Cardinals this weekend. Yes, they did. Are, are playing and two are, of those are, are playing are. Are playing very well. The Red Sox are, you know, I mean, nobody's going to catch the Yankees these days. Well, they're unstoppable. The Yankees, yeah. But, you know, the Red Sox are, last I checked, we're still a wild card team. Um, and so, you know, well, let's, let's hope they continue to play well. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but I think the Yankees are 49 and 17. Yep. 49 and 17. And I think they have a 11 game lead on Toronto, who they just took two out of three from. I think it's still 13 over Tampa, and I don't know what it is for Boston, but Boston's got a pretty good ways to catch the second and third place teams, respectively. And, you know, it could have been three out of three. I'm glad they took two out of three, but they were ahead eight to three on Toronto on Sunday, but Toronto got well, yeah, and then they got and then Toronto slam. got six. They got a grand slam in the sixth inning. Then they got a three-run jack in the seventh. And then, yeah, and they lost. I think the Yankees got one of those runs back, but I think they lost by a run, ten to nine. Correct, ten to nine was the final. But and that and that and see, usually on Sundays you get those kind of games where you have a lead and a team fights back. You know, cuts to a run. You know, gets about two or three runs, gets the lead. Why on the Sundays? Normal because normally I I mean in all all the leagues that I've caught. Most Sundays on getaway days is usually the crazy day because normally you don't get a lot of like high scoring games. At least that's what I've noticed when I've listened to some baseball broadcasts that over the years and I've listened to them, it's like Sunday is the crazy day where the number three starter might not get you through five or maybe for the major leagues, you may have a fourth or fifth starter that has a very high ERA and they jump on them for like six or seven runs and don't even get out of the third. That's why the it, getaway day is always in my uh, when I've listened to broadcasts, it's like a crazy day. Okay. Well, all I can all I can say is I'm glad the Yankees lost. Anytime the Yankees lose, it's it's a good day in the United States, as far as I'm concerned. Well, well the thing is not many look, of those this year. So no, well, the thing, no, well, the thing right. well, the thing is though, don't be shocked when the if the trade to let the Yankees gonna make another move for another pitcher. I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't either. Because yeah. I think they could either use another relief arm or no, at least another starter to, you know, solidify with like Jamison Tyon, Jer- uh, Garrett Cole, and maybe, you know, Garrett get a third. Cole is, is, is uh, an enigma right now. Well, yeah, he's had some good starts. He's had some bad starts. Do you, do you try to go get another ace starter to bat to, you know, to put, you know, and put Cole as a number two or, I mean, if if that's the only th- if that's the only problem you have right now, the Yankees, you're living pretty good. What's the status now. on Chapman and Green? I heard that he that on Saturday that Chapman was supposed to be working, I think, down at Triple A Columbus, 
I think tomorrow. I think I heard something on Britain about the same thing with like their double A squad, or they may have they're, him throw a or they have tri- him throw a live bullpen. They're triple A's in Scranton now. It's not in no, Columbus it, anymore. Well, they moved yeah. it out of Columbus. Yeah, Scranton, Wilkesbury. Uh, and most of their rehab is done down in Tampa, where the big brass can watch yeah. most of it. I won't say all of it, but. Yeah, at but, George Steinberg the, Field. The, the way I heard it, um, one of them, I think Chapman, is throwing off a mound. Uh, yeah, I Britain, think he's supposed to throw Tuesday. Britain is supposed to be getting closer than Chapman is, and Chad Green, I don't know at all. I, now, I, I think they could use, they could use Britain because Holmes has been used a lot in different spots, and a few other guys that they that normally they don't, you know. Yeah, he was the big surprise of the bullpen this year, Clay Holmes. Yeah, because I got like, whoa, Clay Holmes is a closer. Uh, yeah, nobody figured I, anything from him this year, but here he is. You know, leave it to the Yankees to find the diamond in the rough. I'll put it this way. If Chapman can come back to even a third of what he was and he can do it without pain and discomfort in that arm, the Yankee bullpen could be solid. But the question is, who gets moved, you know, to their different role? Because when Britain comes back, that's going to move Clay Holmes up somewhere else. Well, the bottom line, the bottom line about all this is we, we, the Yankees need a relief pitcher. You know, that, that's, well, I yeah, mean, relief they're, pitching they're, they're, they're and both, maybe another starter. Their bullpen is suspect. They, they can get by without a, another starter. Their, their primary need, as far as I can tell, is, is, a, reliever. is, is a reliever. But if they, if they can get a starter and a reliever in a package, that would help. Yeah, it would help. But well, you know, Oakland think about is it. destroying Oakland is destroying their team. Maybe Frankie Montas would be a good fit Ooh, for Frank, them. Now although, Frankie Montas, although, he was down here at Triple A Nashville. He he pitched pretty well, and so did Paul Blackburn for a time when Oakland was a uh, parent club for the Sounds for a pretty good while. Although as a Sox fan, I want Frankie Montas. So you know, here's a question: Who would you trade? If you could get Frankie Montas, you'd have to give a package. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We have two upcoming first basemen, Tr- Tr- Tristan Casas and Bobby Dahlbeck. You're not going to keep both of them. Well, I think I think Dahlbeck's coming up on a contract, right? Well, this this is his second full year with the Red Sox, so I don't know about contracts. I well, what, well they said one of them. I think one of them's close to a contract year on the Red Sox. Well, there are several Red Sox on contract years, but they're no, they're not in any way youngsters. I mean, you got Evaldi, Vasquez, Kike Hernandez, J.D. Martinez. Here's They're what I on. wonder. Do you – here's the thing. Do you trade one of those guys for a Frankie Montas? Maybe. Trade a prospect or two. That's what I mean. Do you – Yeah, do I you would. Trade, I mean, out, out of those three you just mentioned, who would you trade? Out of the three you just mentioned. Well, I wouldn't trade any of those. I would trade prospects. I would now, – now, Jeter but Downs who? was a name. Jeter Downs was a name that I thought about. Now I guess they have a different direction for him, but he would have been Probably. a guy to, to deal because we have Story here, we have Bogarts here, hopefully, and Devers here, hopefully. Where's Jeter Downs? Jeter Downs is an everyday player. That's another reason why I'm shocked that they called him up, uh, Mike, because he's an everyday player. He's not going to play every day up here, not with that infield the way it's constituted. Here's the thing I know. Here's the thing I noticed with the Red Sox over the weekend. They used Tanner Houck to close both those games on Friday and Sunday. When he may be the closer. It's happening right before our eyes, Luther. Tanner Hawk may be our closer. But the problem with that is here we go again with COVID and the vaccines. 
Next week we go to Toronto, and you know who's not going to go? Tanner Hope. Tanner Hope. So I here's, a, here's a question. This is crazy. What What do you do? Because I'm like, Whitlock needs to be more in the bullpen than Tanner Hope does. Because when he, I think, because I think Hope's better as a starter. Well, I said that last year. Hulk should be a starter. They were talking about making him a reliever then. This year, when they made Whitlock a starter, I was even more disturbed. That I think he got hurt because he's a starter. He's not used to that regimen. Who? That's what I feel about. Who? How? But I do want to switch. Yeah, exactly. Which one? I mean, I hope Whitlock when he when he gets better, he should be back in another week or so. They should put him back in the pen. Keep Winkowski up here. And and trade for another starter, and we or should be all they, set. Or if they really want to do that, they can do like the St. Louis Cardinals have done with Hicks before for a period of time, have him, you know, have him getting, you know, give him short stint out of the pen until you build him up to be a starter. That's they should have so. if, if they if they wanted him to be a starter that bad, they should have just put him in the bullpen, give him a cup, give him about three batters, get him out of there, and then you know have have him work his way up to being the starter. That's a possibility. I mean, that's, uh, what, that's what I think they do. Quick note on hockey. We won't spend too much time on this, but the Avalanche are ahead in this series for the Stanley Cup championship. I believe it's two games to none. Oh, I've seen this movie before. Okay. I I said right from the beginning of the playoffs that the Colorado Avalanche were going to win the whole thing. Uh, who knows? Tampa might come back, but I think they're – Championship streak will be ended at two, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens. Hockey well, is very or, 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 or as I say, does lightning strike three times? Does lightning I, strike thrice? <laughs> I believe we your uh, words. Yeah, that, strike, yeah, I saw that last night. I'm like, yes. Does lightning so we, strike thrice? Thrice, yes. So yeah. uh, I, 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 my personal take is uh, uh, the Rangers did something similar uh, in the pre in the prior exactly. round. Exactly. So I, you know. Let's let's see what happens tonight, and then and then if the Avalanche go up, if the Avalanche go up three games to none, even though Tampa's done this once before, yep. when they won their first one down three games to none or whatever it was against Calgary and came back to win game six and seven. Now the scene shifts to home. We'll see how Tampa responds being on their home ice from tonight and Wednesday. I mean, I think basically if Tampa wins the next two games, which which they it, might, it, they it's might back, back even. Then it's back even. And then then my money's back on Tampa. And look, the uh, thing is, if it's back two two, like I was telling a friend last night, if Colorado wants to go ahead and if they, the best scenario is to split in Tampa so they can have a chance to win it at home in Denver on Saturday night in Game Five. If they can't do that, and if Tampa goes into Denver and does something they didn't do the first two games. Then Colorado's in trouble. But remember that 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 first game went to, went the sudden death overtime. You know, and uh, the thing is, Tampa, Tampa could have won that game. They didn't, and, ta- and Tampa had could've. to fight all the way back uphill all night. But but they did. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. but unfortunately, they they, they came back. They they couldn't get the winning now, goal. Ga- now, ga- I think game two was an outlier. I think yeah, game I, I, two I was too. just. I, I do too. I, that that game was just just freakishly from the word go because there were a lot of calls that were missed. Well, I just think that Colorado, I mean, Colorado is just, just an amazingly good offensive team. And yeah. they got in a roll and, and Tampa couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't come and, back. And, and Tampa was upset coming and Tampa was upset about the few of the official officiating calls 
that they felt like they kind of got jobbed out of some power play time. Well, well, maybe they did, but if if that if that's what caused them to lose the game, they deserve to lose the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry. Yeah, they do. Uh, but but, I, you I, know, but but anyway, I um, think I think Tampa's winning tonight and Wednesday. I think I think we're going back to game. I think we're going back to Denver tied. Well, I, I'm I'm eager to see what happens tonight. I I truly am. Yeah, um, I I need to see what happens too because yeah. game three, if teams going to have any shot of making of trying to get back on level terms to get a three peat. Tonight's got to be tonight. They got to win. It's the pivotal game in the series. It, 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 uh, yeah, the next. Normally we would say normally we take game five as pivotal, but for Tampa, game three. Well, they right. got to win. They got to win tonight. But, you know, they that's got an, to. That's an, that's if they don't, yeah. if they don't, it's going to be like the Edmonton Oilers game at the Western Conference Final. Easy sweep. There so you the, other, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit, if if uh, Bob, if you don't mind, I want to just rehash the nba championship series you were um, reading my mind Pete. yeah okay <laughs> well well good so i just i just want to say that uh uh i'm a celtics fan but the better team won you know i think it, i think the the warriors showed that they they were the more clutch team uh after game three they won all the they won the the, the key quarters you know yep. they they just played better when they needed to and their defense was better uh, the, they, they, uh, you know, Tatum just wasn't, wasn't Tatum. You know, I was going to bring, I was going to bring that question up because I was hearing a lot of national, you know, syndicated talk shows say Jason Tatum came up short in the fourth quarter when it was time for, you know, Jason Tatum to win the game for them where he, you know, scored three points in game five and two points in game six in the second half and however many points he scored in game four. And folks are like, Jason Tatum couldn't even couldn't even drive the lane to draw a foul. And I'm thinking, hey, <clears throat> if the defense is playing, you know, packing in the lane, what do you expect him to do? He's going to put it up and fade away, or he's going to shoot it from the foul line. I mean, it would have been nice to see him draw a foul, but Thank you cool. know, it, if, you're, people, if you're, I, I think, I think, I think that the Warriors got. Somehow got in the Celtics' head. I agree. Of course, I because they watching, because they made the Warriors you, play their game. You, right when you and 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 Boston did some stuff that I hadn't seen them do on on defense when they they started rotating and switching, and players. they were late. And and too many times you mm-hmm. had Al Horford on 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 Steph Curry, and that's a that's a bad and mismatch. That's a mismatch. That I mean, that you got a six nine dude coming all the way out to about the twenty five foot mark, right? Because he couldn't, you know, all all Curry did was just blow by him, and there was nobody back there. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you so, had but, Al Horford it, come out to the twenty five foot mark and let him go right by right, him. But it it happened so many it happened so many times in their rotation, and and you had mismatched mismatches all over the floor yeah. and the Warriors were able to take advantage of that. And that, I think that had a, a here's what I noticed though. The one thing I noticed when they brought Horford out, right? Robert Williams supposed to be, you know, on the back line to help on the back line of the basket. He, when he stepped out, that left the whole lane wide of the rim wide open. And I'm like, why is Robert Williams the best shot blocker? Help side trying to help out at the twenty foot mark, leaving the whole basket and the lane wide open for shuffle cuts, for Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and all those dudes just flow to the foul line and get easy baskets. 
And I'm like, I, I think, I think the bottom line for me, oh, two things. What was that game that Steph Curry didn't hit a three point shot and the worst? That was game. That game was game four. One. And, and oh, I no, think that no, was game. I think it was five. Game oh, whatever, whatever, whatever game it was. It was four. Uh, um, he went zero for nine. And that that and the, for for the Celtics uh, to still lose, or you know, the other thing is my sense was no, game the, five. It was the, five. the Celtics did play really good. I think the Celtics in general have played pretty good defense. It was their offense that just deserved too them. many turnovers. Many turnovers. Here's my question: they couldn't shoot. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's what I wonder: besides Jalen, besides uh, Jalen Brown, why was why? You know why was Marcus Smart taking so many threes? Uh, I, th- I, I thought that was supposed to be Tatum and Brown's responsibility to right. take those. Yeah, I'm like Golden State did exactly what they were supposed to do. They basically told Marcus Smart, "Okay, Smart, Horford, Williams, Grant Williams, Rob Williams. You know what? You guys want to try? You want to try your luck? Fine, we'll let you guys beat us. But the two guys we're not going to let beat us are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Everybody else, fine." Everybody else, go right ahead. But y'all ain't gonna do it over a seven game series. But but I I think the issue wasn't so much defense I, for the Celtics; it was offense. As some as Bob, as you said, the turnovers. Uh, Crusher. There, there was a, there was a stat. Uh, the, if the Celtics got less than fifteen turnovers, they won. If they got fifteen or more, they lost. And that that and I think that, that's it? essentially what I what happened. The same set. Yeah. Yep. Well, same. Well, they, that's well, what well, I did. I did too. Go ahead, Mike. One. Go back to where you, when uh, you mentioned about Curry, only hit, hitting no threes in that game. That was game five. He still had yes. sixteen points and eight and eight assists. Yep, two and, shot and, a double and, and, and 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 people forget sometimes that uh, the Warriors are a pretty decent defensive team. Uh, Kerr and his brain trust come up with all kinds of different uh, defensive and offensive patterns that they run. Mm-hmm. So exactly. that that's that's a pretty good staff. They are kind of like they're kind of like the New England Patriots of football when they were winning their Super Bowls. They would figure out what they needed for that particular game against a particular team and they would exploit that. And I think that's what I think that's what the Warriors do quite often. They I mean they move the ball so well that it doesn't matter. They kind of they kind of run the San Antonio Spurs version of, you know, movement, passing, cutting, where it's like it doesn't matter who takes the shot. They just find ways to get folks the ball in the right position to succeed, and that's what they do. I think, if my memory is correct, the Celtics were the best def- defensive team for the second half of the year. Do you know the sec for the second best defensive team? Was? I think, I think number it was one, Boston think. first Golden they State. Were. They were number one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, and I really think when the bottom line came is the, the, it, it was, it had to do with experience that the, the, the uh, Golden State's coach is just amazingly good and, 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 and out coached the Celtics coach. And oh, they yeah. just, yeah. And then they just outplayed them. It was just, you know, it's one of those things. And, Maybe the Celtics will learn from this and and be better next year, um, and we'll just have to wait and see. So, if we're, uh, if we're talking about storylines, real quick before we move on to the next thing, and I think we're getting let's see, close about seven minutes from opening the floor up for questions. But what do you think the biggest need for the Celtics fans in the on the panel? A big. What like what what are the besides besides like. 
Curry, excuse me, Tatum and Brown. Besides the besides Rob Williams, the big like, would you take a Rudy Gobert? If Rudy Gobert gets traded. No, I take Carl Anthony. I would take Towns. You would take Carl Anthony Towns from Minnesota. Yes, I would. Why? I think he's got what. I think he's uh, one of the better centers in the game at the moment. Gobert's good too, but I thought I thought I heard they. I thought I thought didn't they sign Carl Anthony Towns to a. Another another contract in Minnesota. If they thing, did, they? then I take my statement back because I don't know. Once he signed, then fine. But I thought he was up. In fact, I thought he was up last I, year. I, I don't know because I because I, I thought I thought I heard something, but I could I could be wrong. Don't know. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not putting it out there just to put it out there. But I you know. Hey I'm hey here. Bob, why yes. don't you why don't you bring Kyrie back? Uh, the 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 Nets seem not to want him. Totally awesome. Jermaine Wiggins of the Greg Hill Show, former New England Patriot, wants Kyrie to come back here. Everybody is all over him for making that statement. But here's the thing, though. We want Kyrie back? Are you serious? Look, here's what I was hearing today, okay? They, They were talking about Durant and his legacy and so on and so forth. They said, what if Kyrie left Brooklyn to go back to LeBron James and the Lakers and the Lakers win a championship? Then... Kevin Durant would kind of be kind of be in a vulnerable state. But my question is this, who would want to take on that contract? According to my sources, Irving wants to go either to the Lakers or the Knickerbockers. Yeah, I've heard it's, that too. It's got, it's got to be the Lakers because who would want to play with the Knicks? Nobody. The Knicks are a moribund franchise of gross. They're not managed stupidity. properly. No, well, we've we've talked about this before. The next until the next <laughs> until James the, Dolan is gone, yeah, the that's Knicks right. are going to suck. Yeah, that's let's just, just be, let's just be it's, let's it's, just, be it's just, the, just the way it is. And uh, or maybe Kyrie could go down and 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 help uh, the Rockets. Uh, 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 Speaking Michael, of the Rockets, Michael, you, how about how about that? No. that? <laughs> Hold on, you, you, how about you, Dallas, you, you can play you, with Luca. No, now I liked what Dallas did in the first day of. You know, wheeling and dealing for free agents. They picked up Trish, They picked up uh, Williams from the Rockets for like a couple of draft picks. I'm like, Christian yeah, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, yeah, Christian uh, Wood. We got a, we got, we got a draft choice. So we've got. I think it was like what a, three, th- a second rounder. Three. We got no. We got three, seventeen, and twenty six. Wow. Wow. And the yeah, draft that, is next was, week, isn't it? Thir- this, no, this Thursday. This, 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 this Thursday. Thursday. All right. Thursday. Yep. Thursday, this Thursday. yeah, this Thursday. So uh, I'm kind of glad the finals ended when it did. <laughs> uh, uh, Don, Don, you have a little story to tell us before we open the floor to participants. We were talking about it online. Yeah, something I about a Cincinnati pitcher, which, by the way, this made me livid when I heard about. It. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Don. This is this is goofy. Well, before I do that, I was just gonna say I'm surprised they would draft only a few days after the season is over. I mean, football. You mean trade? No, no draft. No draft. draft. They have a draft coming this this Thursday. Yeah, the, uh, oh, the league. Well, 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 usually the league ends its – the championship usually occurs in the middle of June. And yeah, I know what yeah. you're saying. Maybe the draft should be in July sometime. Yeah. I mean, but the problem is – but the problem is if you put it in July, guess what? Training camp starts in what? October or late July or uh, September? I mean, football September. starts in October. 
football, they draft two and a half months after the Super Bowl. Baseball yep. drafts almost a year after the World Series. Except, except so, for this year, baseball and the NBA draft are simultaneous. No, Usually base, baseball, no, baseball drafts baseball, are in midseason. Baseball yeah, drafts on July 17th, and I know that because I can't be here to oh, listen to the draft. My, which, oh, it's on my birthday. Oh, my. Yeah, okay. it's going to be that. on July 17th. Now, I, I didn't so know here's that. what Bob asked me to talk about. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, and this was a, 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 a Cincinnati Reds game, and they've got a pitcher named Graham Ashcraft. Who was a triple-A little. Well, now he was in the bigs, at least on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in the big league game, during the first inning, the umpire wanted to check his hands and, and wrists and fingers for any kind of foreign material. And this is apparently a standard check, but this guy, this umpire, whose name I wish I had, he took it too far. He wanted Ashcraft, in fact, he demanded that Ashcraft remove his wedding ring. Now, if anybody had done that back when I wore a wedding ring, I would have been absolutely furious. You know, I was reluctant to remove my wedding ring, even after my wife started using her old name again. You know, I didn't remove the wedding ring until the divorce was actually final. So I would have really been furious about this. And now here's the thing, the point that I made to Bob. And I saw it too. The media said, that that had never been done before, that a pitcher had never been told to remove his wedding ring. That isn't so. Back in the 1960s, now the media didn't report this at the time, but Whitey Ford, <laughs> the, the Yankees, board. yes, uh, when he, he had blown out He'd blowed out his arm and he was trying to make a living on cleverness and chicanery. Well, he tried several things. Um, one of them was his catcher's shin guard, and he would nick the ball up on there, or he'd have the catcher do it. And another thing he tried was his wedding ring. Somehow he cut a nick in it. I'll be darned if I know how he did it. But but <laughs> but he then would rub the ball against that nick in his damaged wedding ring. And I wonder what Mrs. Ford thought about that. <laughs> I, well, I, I, think, I don't think I I'd want to repeat what she thought about that. <laughs> Probably not on this podcast because then we'd no. be fired. <laughs> so they, so they uh, ultimately what, what happened was umpire John Stevens approached Ford about it. He, he got wise and he said, Whitey, you, when you go to the locker room, you, you come back and you don't be wearing that ring. Now, as they say, the media didn't report that kind of thing in the 1960s. I think he uh, said it was 1969, right? I, no, he wasn't pitching by then. It, 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 it had to be earlier than that. He, well, he earlier was, than that. This was okay. the late 60s, like, I would imagine. Between 65 and 67, one of those last few years before he finally had to give it up. But he was outed in 1969 by Jim Bouton. Yeah, on, on that, on the uh, what was it, it the book in, on baseball from Bowden or something? Ball four, in, in, in ball, ball four, four ball yes, four. yeah. That in one. that book, he told the secret of Whitey's wedding ring. So <laughs> yes, it had been done before. Now though, they have more. The umpires have more license because apparently they're they're enforcing a rule that has been on the books for a while, but nobody mm-hmm. seemed to bother 
enforcing it. And it says something like, you can't have any foreign objects on your wrists, fingers, or hands, any of the above. And that's how the the wedding ring came to be suspect. And a wedding was, ring should be the exception, though. Really, right? we're talking well, the, about well. The thing ring. is, there was something. There was there was a real whoop de doo. What was it last year about with what Garrett Cole and maybe Corey Kluber, one of those two ace pitchers, where they were getting oh. some like what was it? It was a big whoop de doo because it was. Well, they, I think they, it they, was cold. They were doctoring the baseballs. I remember. Yeah, I think that, it was cold. I, I think it, it was, was cold, but it was cold, like yes. it yeah. was like a big whoop-de-doo about that. Yeah, and, and I haven't he, heard any more about it. And he wasn't the only one doing it. They were yeah. putting some sticky Garrett stuff on Richards. the Richards. But so hey, uh, of- guys, we're two minutes late from opening yeah, up. Yeah, okay. The- so you're you're listening to Sports Roundtable with Michael Garrett, Luther King, myself, Don Wardlow, and Peter Alchil. It's time to open it up to our participants. And so we we welcome Nancy to. Make her little speech about raising hands and and uh, and uh, muting and unmuting. And for folks who want to either break up another topic or want to uh, comment on what we've talked about, please do so. Nancy, the floor is yours. All right. So to raise your uh, first of all, the, these meetings are being <coughs> recorded for our safety and security. So you do need to tab over or swipe over to a got it button before you can. To initiate any of these commands. To raise your hand on a PC, you're going to press Alt-Y. To mute and unmute is Alt-A. On a Mac, to raise your hand is Option-Y. To mute and unmute is Command-Shift-A. On a tablet or smartphone, the Raise your hand is under the more option, which is in the right hand side, right hand corner of your phone, bottom right hand corner of your phone. And to mute and unmute is on the left hand, bottom left hand corner of your phone. Then the start the uh, touch tone. I couldn't think of the word for a second. Sorry about that. A regular touch phone. Yeah. Uh, regular phone. There you go. <laughs> on the regular phone, star nine will raise your hand star six will mute and unmute you so there you folks are all right so nancy can is there somebody who wants to talk to us at the moment anyone wishing to ask us a question on sports look at that just one second here. you are more than welcome while she's looking i just want charles all right charles astros did the Astros did something historic last week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold that thought, Mike. Charles hold wants to talk to us. Charles? Yeah. Charles. To, yeah, hi. I wanted to talk about the Dodgers. You know, they lost yes. uh, Bueller for six months or so. Uh, and uh, and the other two pitchers have been gone, have been uh, out for a couple of weeks or a month. But their main problem, it seems, is not being able to uh, uh, score runs. One of the richest teams in baseball, too. Basically, not doing the fundamentals well on Friday. I don't know. I don't know about that. But it reminds one of the 1960s, which is appropriate now because they just unveiled the Sandy Koufax statue. And in the 60s, there was always a talk that they didn't get enough support from the offense and, and the pitchers like Koufax and Drysdale almost had to pitch a shutout every time they went out. 
And that's so, kind of what's happening now. So, Charles, um, I, I remember uh, uh, when I first started getting in baseball, uh, that series against the Baltimore Orioles. You remember that? You know, where they couldn't, uh, they literally couldn't score a run and they got, they got swept by the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't that, that 69 or 73? No, 66. 66. 66. Okay. Yeah. But, but then they swept the Yankees in the 63, I think it was. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that was a little bit uh, young for that, but that was, it's always nice when the Yankees lose. What, yeah, what I've heard of them. What, what were your thoughts about, they got swept by the Giants a yeah, while back. That was, yeah. and, and it's what you talked about, right? That they couldn't score. And they're right. saying their manager might be on thin ice. I don't think so. He's got a good record, and I think they'll well, look, give him well, look a at look at what years. the look at what the Dodgers get on Friday night, where they had a chance to win the, to at least tie the game and the or win it in the bottom of the ninth, first and third, and one out. They couldn't even get a fly ball. Right. They right. struck out twice, and I'm thinking the richest team in baseball, and you don't know how to do the fundamentals well, even with the pitching problems of the three pitchers they still have a strong pitching yeah, staff. They're, they're pitching their pitching is fine as far they're, as i can well, tell well they, yeah, they had they had another pitcher teeny came off the il right i think Keeney. pitched on what was it saturday sunday sunday yeah he pitched well. i think they said he pitched pretty well yeah and so did uh kershaw yeah and urias did pretty well as well oh urias is a good pitcher yeah but uh, what but the thing is what do you think they have two other pitchers <laughs> are eight and zero but what are you going to get out of Kershaw, though? That's the question. Well, that happened last year too. He's, yeah, yeah. he's not. He can't rely on him. But no, he's, he's, he's getting up there in age. I mean, he's already he's already right, right, he's already right. got his ticket for Cooperstown. Like, what more does he get? What what more does he have to prove? Charles, he's, what he's happened to the World Mueller? Series? What Charles? What happened to Mueller? Well, he had uh, Tommy John surgery in 2015. Oh, oh, oh. and, and uh, so he's been, you know, question mark since then, but. He strained a, a, a tendon in his elbow, and they're not going to do surgery. But you know, it's going to be off for six months or wow, five months. Goodness. What a blow! That's Walker Bueller's uh, season off. Well, almost, yeah, yeah, Bueller's well, Bueller, Bueller's week Bueller's, off. Yeah. So, so uh, help. Uh, I, where are the Dodgers these days in the standings? I think they're back in first place. Yeah, yeah. barely, barely. Yeah, I right. think by like a half game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I picked the Giants. That's quite a division there. Well, if the, if, the, if the Giants got walked up by the Pirates yesterday by a young kid, Zawinski. Jack Zawinski. And the funny yeah. part of that was, dude hit three home runs in the game, Jack Zawinski did. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful part was his dad was in the audience. How about that? Yeah, it's great. Yes. And it was Father's Day yesterday as we're recording this on Monday. Monday. Yep. Father's Day was Sunday the 19th. And Jack Sawinski hit three home runs for the Pirates against the Giants, who have, by the way, Mike Yastrzemski, which is Carl's grandson. And by the way, didn't the, didn't the, didn't the Giants win the game anyway? No, the no, Giants the lost walked it off. Oh, okay. I got the Pirates it walked okay. it off. I got it wrong. Even though the Pirates well, are like way back in third. Well, thank you very much. Wins. Sure. Thank you very much, Charles. Thanks, Charles. Do we have anybody else in the waiting? We do have two other hands so far. Let's Jane, do it. your hand is up. Jane. Hello, Jane. all of you. Yes, and Bob, first, so you know, I don't have a question, but I have a comment. I live among sports fans and i like sports but i like the popcorn um i really appreciate this program because i listen carefully 
And the other day I made a remark that was accurate. <laughs> and our son goes, Mom, how'd you know that? Anyway, I need to go. I really appreciate this program. It's my secret weapon. There you go, Jay. There you go. I love it. I love it. We like thank it. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Don, I love, I love your um when you come back to books, I immediately go look for them to see if I want to read them. So Keep recommending books. Yeah, really? no, Don, Don has a, Don does have a good literary sense. Yeah, true. he does. Especially he does. When it comes to sports books. Yeah, no, I that's, all right. I'm going I away. To read. Yes, I do. Well, thank, thank you, Jane. Thank you. We appreciate Bye, the good sweet. wishes and the good support you give us. Thank you, Nancy. Who's next? Who's up? Phone number starting with area code six two six Indian three eight eight. You, that man. sounds it's good. Next Pomeranz. Welcome back. Yeah. Yes. Welcome back again. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. I, I was originally not going to do this, but Charles started off talking about the Dodgers, and I got a rant. Good. Um, Go ahead. There, Bring it on. And I don't remember who the uh, NBA coach or, or general manager might have been Pat Riley years ago said that a manager or a coach should be replaced every five years. And, and I follow, I listen to every ball game inning for inning. I keep statistics right. and it is clear to me that, that Robert's message isn't getting through. Mm-hmm. They are, they are not hitting situationally. Um, Chris, uh, uh, yeah, right. Has, has Cor- the second Seager. worst. Hmm. Corey Seager, because I know he had a shot. No, 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 not Seager. Chris, um, God, I just blanked out oh, on our oh, left fielder. Cor- uh, Bellin- Bellinger? Chris Bryant? No, no, Chris. Let, 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 yeah. let, let Mitch go. Let, let, yeah. Mitch is anyway, he's, interrupting. he's got the second highest strikeout ratio or rate uh, of any player in baseball. The Dodgers are, are hitting like like they're they're scared. Oh, that'll be Chris um, Taylor. Yeah, Chris Taylor. Taylor. There you go. I wanted to say Tucker, but Taylor. Taylor. It's it's Taylor. it's really unfortunate. Um, and there is supposed to have been a meeting today to discuss whether Craig Kimbrell will remain the closer. He has an ERA of nine in his Ouch. last, I think, twelve games. He has zero uh, and three, and um, you know it looks like both uh, the Dodgers and White Sox got the worst of the uh, of the trade <laughs> for uh, AJ Pollock, and and for the for the New York Yankee fan here, um, the That's Dodgers sweet. have a a tendency to pick up um, players that others have put on the scrap heap. We had Tommy Canely, who of course after one game hurt his arm again, but now down in uh, down in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Dellen Batansis is getting ready. Oh, really? And really? yeah, they picked him up a couple of months ago and he's going through rehab down there and, and given, uh, all the, uh, and, and as good as our ERA is, uh, our bullpen really isn't, isn't as good as the statistics would show. Uh, the Dodgers are four and eight in one run games and zero and five in extra inning games. So, so I think there's still work to do. Um, uh, Mitch, what but, happened to Blake Trinan? Blake Trinan will possibly be back after the All-Star game. Um, he had uh, a shoulder problem. I don't know if it's something similar to Bueller, who, by the way, they think might be back mid-September. Oh. But, but the, th- that's what they're saying. 
because he not only have, is resting his uh, his uh, elbow, but he also had bone spurs removed because the recovery time will be about uh, the same length as when uh, they expect him to come back from uh, from the elbow issue. So, but but I think the Dodgers are in trouble. Um, I think Justin Turner has uh, over the hill. I don't think he can catch up to fastballs. I think Max Muncie, uh, they figured him out. And the only thing he does productive is walk. And Cody Bellinger, and, and, and those of you who have been around as long as I have, remember Joe Charbonneau? Yes. Cody Bellinger is the new Joe Charbonneau. He had a tremendous rookie year, and then he fell flat on his face. And uh, unfortunately, I think the Dodgers have uh, him under contract through next year. Uh, if the Dodgers can make a trade and dump Bellinger off on somebody, I would have done it yesterday. Joe Charbonneau, Rookie of the Year, 1980 for Cleveland. He, here's, right. here's the thing that's concerning, though. Do you think maybe the Dodgers overthought not bringing Canley Jansen back? Maybe. Um, I, I think I think. I think the Dodgers, you know, I'm not an analytics person. I'm not either. Uh, I think I think the Dodgers uh do a lot of overthinking. I think Friedman overthought one of the does. things one of the things when I've got to when I get off this, I got to go check my Dodgers transactions. The Dodgers have picked up two or three guys from AAA this year. Uh, uh middle infielders like uh like Zach McKinstry and and uh and uh, Eddie Alvarez, but there's a guy down there hitting way over 300. He hasn't been put on the roster yet, and then they better, and that's Jake Lamb. Um, well, Jake Lamb can hit now. Jake yeah, Lamb and, and Oklahoma City. Yeah. If they when they send a pitcher down today, if they don't bring Jake Lamb up, um, then I'm just going to shake my head and say, "What in the world are you guys doing?" That's the front office. Uh, I'll give you, you some but, hope. I'll give you some hope, Mitch, because, uh, I mean, remember at the beginning of the season how bad Atlanta was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, terrible. And, and now, White and, and you right know how now. baseball is. Baseball, baseball, the, the ebb and the flow. Yeah. And uh, we've we got a long ways to go, so the Dodgers could conceivably put it together. Ooh, we we do, but it, there are a lot of ifs involved, including how long Kershaw can stay healthy. We, we apparently are going to have to find another closer. I don't know that Gratterall has the makeup to be a closer. He certainly got the pitches to be a closer. But uh, I think it's going to be a tough year. I don't think the Dodgers are going to win 100. We may win the division, but, uh, but I don't think we're as good as we've been the last two or three years myself. The funny thing is, I mean, who, who's better in the National League? I guess the Giants, right? Well, the Giants could but catch them. The maybe. Padres could catch them. Brewers could catch them if they get, you know, yep. if they get their injuries. Yep. But, the, but the Brewers so have like their three, There's like three or four or five teams. And, and the Mets, don't forget the Mets, of course. Well, but, the but, Mets, but, you know oh, what? I, I want to yeah. see what they do when they get the postseason. They're going to win the NL East so the Braves can get super hot and catch them and pass them. For the Mets, it's going to come down for me to what they do in the postseason. I don't care what. But, but the, the Mets, season. the Mets are doing what they're doing, and I think they're twenty games over five hundred without their two best starters. I know that's what's exactly. Amazing but the thing is, it's nice that you have a big that you're over five hundred by a lot. But when they get into the postseason, that's what it all comes down to. 
Right, and we got me. this new hockey boat season that the, with this with this thing, anybody can get hot. Exactly, it, it, it puts the it puts it 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 cheapens the regular season, which is terrible because we've been we've been all these months since April, and we're going to be until September watching our teams. Some of them have a wonderful regular season. And maybe get stopped because of this, you know, new everybody participates playoff system. And like got. Did you did you did you guys remember when they started complaining that the Giants had a, almost had almost a hundred wins and they were leading the national, the you know, West coming out of the last day. Exactly. And, and the Braves basically passed them on the last day when the Giants got spanked by the Dodgers twelve to one. Yes, I remember that. And they and when all the boohooing and whining and complaining after the 93 season, that's when the wild card came into play after right. the 94 strike. Correct. It did. Right. But, and that brought my Yankees into the playoffs in 95. Well, we yep. hadn't been for 13. And then Buck Walter got fired the year after that. Yes, he did. And, and, and now the next with the Mets. Yeah. And so then Tory. I want to get back to something Mitch said, because I think Mitch is uh, onto something. Uh, this five-year thing that Pat Riley said, I, I think there's some truth in that. I think, uh, unless you're a really, really effective leader, it doesn't matter if it's sports or business or wherever. The the shelf life is probably three to five years. I just yeah. I, I I think there really yeah. is some truth to that. And uh, you know, uh, it may it, you know, Mitch, you follow the Dodgers much closer than I do, but I, I think I think you're onto something, Pete. I agree. With right, you. Right, and, right. And, and and the thing that's really troubling is Dave Roberts is impatient when it comes to the pitching. But but he will give guys like Muncie and Justin Turner and Chris Taylor uh, so much rope that they can hang themselves twice. Yeah. Um, you know, right now with with bets out now for at least two weeks, um, their number three hitter is Will Smith. He's hitting around two fifty, and he is hitting better. But their number four hitter is Max Muncie. Last I checked, he was hitting something around one fifty. Yikes. Kind of like kind of like what Paul DeYoung was doing before the Cardinals sent him back to AAA Memphis. He was batting He's up hurt. 99. And that was about a month ago. And since then, they've been using Tommy Edmond at short or Nolan and Nolan Arenado at second. You know, Mitch, One, talking uh, about talking about managers, you know, Frank Conner is in his eleventh season for the yeah, Guardians exactly. right now. And this is second. Yeah, this is like and, his second and, team. and of course, he was he was the finalist with Roberts for the Dodgers job. Interesting. And and they hired Roberts. I think they looked at Kapler's misadventures the half a year he managed the Phillies, and said, "Hmm, maybe not." Even <laughs> though he was head of head of uh, scouting for the Dodgers, I think for a couple of years. But I I just I just kind of shake my head and and you know analytics has its place when you're looking at hitting tendencies and say, okay, this guy doesn't handle fastballs well. Okay, if you've got a couple of other reliable pitchers, then guess what? You don't throw him a fastball, not oh. very often at least. Analytics works there. Yeah. Um, we, uh, Nancy, do we have anybody else waiting for uh, question, to ask a question? We do not. Okay. Um, Mitch, thank you for your contribution. You, Mike, you you're more had, than welcome. Yeah, Mitch, uh, you know, uh, we, I, you, I'm not uh, a Dodgers fan, but we, yeah, I, really. I, feel your, I feel your pain. Mike, you know, we well, stole your I feel my pain, too. 
Thanks, folks. <laughs> but, 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 hold on, hold on. Before, hold on. Before, you, before we go to what Mike was talking about, I want to get back to, you know, because I know Maxwell talks about this quite often, like the reason why a lot of leaders fail is because they don't adapt and adjust to the times that they're, that we're in right now. Look at Dave Roberts. I want, I wonder if he's not adapting to the heartbeat of the team that he has. And he's just sticking with guys that he trusts. I wonder, no, I, wonder that, I, wonder, I wonder if that's the same problem that when you remember, Bob, you were talking about the white Sox last week. Like, why are they saying fire Tony LaRusso? Tony LaRusso has been coaching forever. Yeah, but not with the White Sox. What Mitch, no, but what Mitch, I'm saying is this is like a second what, tour with the White but, Sox. Right. What Mitch, what Mitch is saying is being a, a leader for with for the same team for more than five years. Like Francona. Yeah, right. Francona, this is his 11. This is like what? Didn't he have double digits with the Red Sox? But, but you know. He, no, he, had, he was with the Red Sox from 04 through 11. Yeah, seven. Okay. Seven and, and eventually, he'll, I, I, I want to give Mike a chance to do his thing. So, uh, Michael, uh, you're, you're on as far as I'm concerned. Thing about the Astros, Mike, you were going to say something about them. Yeah, the Astros did something historic last week with two immaculate innings. Two. It had been done one immaculate inning, which is nine pitches, nine strikes. Garcia was one of them, right? Yeah, I believe so. And and but But we did two. Two, two innings, and that had that had never been done in Major League Baseball. In the same game or the same week? Same game. Same game. Same game. Wow. First, first inning and the seventh inning. And the same mm. three enemies, as I read it. I don't know the names, but the same three batters were good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Good night. <laughs> I, I hope the Astros won the game. I think they did. Yeah, they did. They, they did. They did. Who did they and beat? What did the Yankees? I don't even remember who they were playing last week. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember yeah. who they were playing. Uh, it wasn't the Yankees. The Yankees. Uh, and I and I think I think they had uh, one of their young kids hit a home run, hit his first big league home run last night on Sunday Night Baseball and won the game for the uh, Astros against the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we got a lot of injuries. We got a lot of injuries. Uh, Knicks and beat. You know. Guys are out. Uh, even Alvarez is, is out for a while. But uh, so they're bringing up guys from the farm system. And the Astros farm system is not as good as it used to be. Uh, so when we, when we bring up these guys, we never know what we're going to get. Except they seem to hit it right on the button on numerous occasions, uh, Mike. When when the Astros let Correa go, they, they called up this kid, Pena. And he fits yeah. right in, but he's hurt now too. Yeah. Well, I, I can't even I, imagine I, I, them. I, I can't imagine them doing what they did in this day and time. You know, three batters, nine pitches, nine strikes. That's just yeah. un- unthinkable with today's kind of. That's hard to do. Pitching, you know, with the lack of control. I mean, that, that's that's hard to do. I mean, I mean, my goodness, that that's amazing. I, I think. That's why it was so amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, really. It's hard to do. We have a couple minutes left. I wanted to give another participant an opportunity if Nancy has somebody waiting. Nancy? You have no hands at this time. No hands? Okay, fine. Bob, if you don't mind, I'd like a, a word about the College World Series. Go for it. You know, they, 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 the games have not been all that competitive up to this point. 
that seems to be one team gets out ahead and maybe the other team, you know, comes back. But if they do, that's it. Then they, there, there's no real back and forth like there would be in a lot of games. And a lot like of last is- night, Notre, like last night, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, when, you know, Oklahoma got that four, nothing lead after the fifth, Notre Dame got two of them back. And the Sooners picked up two big runs, and right, like, that was okay, that. that was good. And night. then, and then Notre Dame had they had the first two guys on, and then there was a double play ball in the ninth inning off their closure, and they had the runner at third and couldn't get him in. And I'm like, if what's happened in baseball all around where fundamentals are just lost? Well, uh, look, they're 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 down six to two in the ninth inning. The, the chances of them coming back is are pretty small. You know, I mean, just just as a matter of practicality, uh, uh, I, I am sort of, uh, I, I, you know, a lot a lot of the teams got the, the good teams got knocked out before the World Series. So I'm thinking of yep. Tennessee. Tennessee, that uh, that was the biggest yeah. one because they were yeah. a heavy favorite. Oh, they, yeah. they were, uh, you know, and that just I shows what happens in, in in a tournament like this. You I, I would love to see Tennessee play some more games and see what Ben. Ben Joyce could do, you know, we got, we got gypped out of that. Blade, t- Blade Tidwell as well. I mean, he was, he was well, one of their hurt. best pitchers. Yeah. I know he got hurt. He came, he came back in the uh, latter part of the season. I think like the last couple of weeks of sec play. And I think the sec tournament, and then I think he pitched the first or second game of both regional and super regional. Yeah. I just hope the later rounds are more competitive, but I think the, the D one players, Oh, I'll tell that. you. Yeah, and we are out of time. Arkansas, so Ole good Miss luck to the o'clock. rest of the participants in this competition. Let's hope that may the best team win is what they say. Gentlemen, oh. thank you once again for another wonderful sports roundtable. We appreciate all the knowledge that we all share. And thank you again, Nancy. Thank you for thank you. hosting today. And I want to thank Mitch and Jane and and our other participants, Charles. I can't Charles. remember everybody's well, thank name. You. My thank apologies. You. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Enjoy. Go safe with God's abundant blessing.